So welcome to the second ever Rose FC Talks podcast. It's the second ever because we recorded the first, but two hours later, everything completely changed. So everything was outdated. Hence, we decided not to not to publish the first one. So here we are doing the second one, which will actually be the first one for you guys. A lot has happened during these past few days. But before you can actually go on to something called the Super League and what it is and what were the ramifications, you would actually want to talk about Tottenham Hotspur and the sacking of Jose Mourinho. What do you guys think about why was Mourinho sacked about it? I mean, I'll take your... So, according... Like... I mean, look, as far as I know, what the Tottenham's official statement is that it's not related to ESL. It sounds a little sketchy because like there was, I know like Tottenham wasn't performing maybe up to the mark, but they had very important games lined up and like suddenly sacking their manager in midweek when there were no games to put a result to sounds pretty, let's say, not so normal. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there were initial reports stating that uh, Jose Mourinho refused to train his players and thus got sacked by Levy. But then Jose himself confirmed that it wasn't so, and the club re- uh, revealed and club published their official statement saying that uh, it was due to the recent run of results in which in the last five games the Spurs had lost or drawn from winning positions considerably. Uh, personally, I think um, it wasn't related to the Super League because uh, they weren't playing exactly well. They were losing to smaller teams quite easily. The Super League club was losing to smaller teams quite easily. And sacking, having that new manager effect and sacking Jose right before uh, the Carabao Cup final in somewhat made sense to me because... Uh, the dressing room was tainted and the manager had lost the faith of every player except Harry Kane, as per reports. Uh, I, want to, I want to pose another question to you guys. Is that Jose Mourinho is a, is a perennial winner. He has won for every trophy there is. And he had taken the Tottenham team to a final and this could probably be... It was probably the best chance of winning a trophy since the Champions League final. Could be the first trophy in 13 years. And he had got them there. So, don't you feel that it was it was a bit sketchy, the timing of it, where he was sacked so, just a week before the final? He was, and not only that, my opinion. Uh, Ryan Mason, the youngest ever manager, was put into place without... This, every, doesn't, everything doesn't add up here, according to me. And I think it is because of the Super League. So, they had reached the Carabao Cup final quite a long time back. In almost December, at at one time they were the Premier League leaders, which was game week ten to twelve. But uh, since then, the performance levels have dropped considerably. Without Harry Kane, the team is almost nothing. Jose's team was were being a perennial winner was because his teams were built on strong defenses, and uh, after, since his second spell at Chelsea, his spell at United, and his spell at Spurs, they haven't been. Exactly good. He won two trophies with United, but that's about it. Also, Ryan Mason appointed was for a new a new generation of playing style. He he's allowing the Spurs side to play freely. And uh, as we saw over the weekend, they overcame a 
half time deficit to win 2-1 had a penalty shout turned down so they playing and hurricane wasn't there which i don't think jose would have been able to do and also as i stated he had lost the dressing room so the sacking was inevitable and just before a cup final to boost the morale to help like to help everybody in the dressing room and increase the performance level i think it was the right decision i mean finally i think bale is getting to play that is what i'm excited about and under jose i think he got like a little underlooked to say the least and now in the last match he scored and finally i think this is this might be his like comeback era even though he has been playing well but i think under the shadows of other players like as arav said harry kane it was a little sketchy of how or where he would fit in the team i mean but doesn't it sound very sketchy about like the whole esl how esl was established and then uefa threw out so much shade at it and then uefa is now proposing the 20 league game i mean what what do you think like is the 20 league a sustainable idea the 20 teams in one league and then we decide on something i don't know i don't have the exact so i i, I, I want to start i want i want to pose another question like was this uh, you know this super league when it was brought up it looked like it looked like an idea which was uh, in in progress for a long period of time and they announced it because they were ready to go forward with it and they completely scrapped the thing within 3 days was it an could it be masterminded by uefa to make its new champions league format say less hated rather than so it would it would be less hated than the super league format because if this format was announced during around announced during normal times this people would there be massive backlash against it but now because the super league has been scrapped there isn't a lot of backlash could it be a uefa tactic no so now that fans have like they've attacked the attack the super league i believe they they believe they have enough power to go after uefa itself so after the uefa after the esl was disbanded the idea was disbanded what happened was that the fans believed that uh, fifa and uefa were just as corrupt as the esl the esl was started because by paris because real madrid were in massive debt united had lost over 400 million in the pandemic so it was a it was a scheme of the owners of the american owners to bring all the big clubs together and gain the tv rights in order to gain extra money and silver line their pockets fans didn't want that because they believed that it would hurt the history and tradition of their beautiful game and which almost everybody on this earth accepts except the owners and perez who still believing the idea that the super league is on a hold and it will go on in the future the you uefa champions league teams. has 36 the i don't think they'll play in <laughs> look the UFA idea the champions league has 36 teams so it is very similar but not so similar to the super league because it's including smaller teams and it's giving them an opportunity to qualify and the merit based qualification system is under huge scrutiny right now by the fans as i stated that they have they believe they have enough power to do so uh now just now yesterday we were rejoicing that the super league is finally gone but uh papa perez as as people like to call him gave an interview to el laguero laguero stating and this is reported by fabrizio romano so extremely reliable 
probably the best journalist there is for in football according to me uh he said and i quote juventus and ac milan have not left the super league real madrid barcelona juventus and ac milan are still in talks to find solutions if this project didn't work another one will remember all 12 clubs signed a contract a binding contract he also said that i think one of the six premier league clubs wasn't wasn't really convinced of the project and it became really contagious to the rest of them nobody has yet paid the penalization fee for leaving the super league we are almost still in this and nobody has officially left yet yeah i mean look the thing about esl and the whole um thing that went down is that nothing is concrete about it how it was formed we don't know we just know that these six people and then further on 12 people got together formed a league and then had big plans about it it hasn't been officially called off it still has three teams which are yet to give out a statement rather than saying that they have went it's more like they are still in progression or discussions with whoever the i think perez right now my question here is i mean i don't know about how this should go on but let's say esl is called off isn't there a second like let's say a clause because these 12 teams agreed to it and then they are leaving it isn't like as like they as madrid was already financially suffering even madrid and barcelona won't they suffer more now like getting into a league which they don't even play for and now penalize like get paying a penalty or like something else okay so they were in financial in such a bad financial situation because of their massive stadiums not being filled due to the pandemic so what's being projected is that from next season fans will be back real madrid 74000 or now the new state uh, the new state uh, the rejuvenated stadium that they're building will be almost 1 lakh people in it so that's going to produce massive returns in terms of finances barcelona's camp nou or the temple of football has a capacity of almost 99000 people so once the fans come back once the shirt sales increase like people go to the stores people buy the shirts everything will increase the financial state financial status of the clubs will come back to normal but it will take some time they tried to join the ESL for this particular reason because they had vision you know, of it that they I think there's a much more deep rooted reason to this. If Florentino Perez, he he is not like Ed Woodward who's there because of the owner because they are, because because the president of Spanish clubs are voted by fans. And I don't know how many people know this, but I think about 10 years ago when Jose Mourinho was manager, uh Real Madrid tied up its Rack Marjan construction for a sports resort project in Mirasol Khaima. an emirate of the uae and what 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 the real madrid tactic behind that was that they all they were doing is giving their licensing right that means they were just giving their name and they were receiving money without putting a single penny to the project now the project didn't go through but it was something it was something so what i feel is that this perez's ideology always stays the same where he he does not want to put a penny in but by just using the real madrid name he wants money that's how he got the fly emirates deal uh then during jose mourinho's reign again they went to queen city to play a one off match during pre season for which they got 3 million and then before this before this whole 
Santiago Bernabeu uh, revamp started. They and uh, a revamp before that was also projected where uh, the naming rights of the stadium was was going to go to some bank. I forgot the name, but again, it was a it was a Middle Eastern bank, and all they were going and they were going to finance the whole construction. So, and that too that too fell off because the bank because the bank went bankrupt. So, I think Real Madrid's agenda is is always the same, and. The only funny part about this is that the fans of Real Madrid wanted the Super League to happen. Except for England, it was it was it was either well received in Spain or not really cared about in Italy. To be fair, football is reaching at a stage where the money factor is playing in. Like let's say, um, like if one looks at it from the ESL perspective, they can see that UEFA and FIFA only bugged in the whole matter. Like it's going on since 1980 when it was first proposed, and now it's the it like finally got some line because it finally happened. And the first people before the fans were UEFA, like the pair, the chairman literally hosted a conference next day and said, "Uh, this is split in the fan of fans and all." But like fans is the medium. To be fair, UEFA itself is a very good business model if you think it through. They're like continuously doing these matches at a gap. They're they they're ESL but with the fans' cooperation. Let's say if. Tomorrow, USS UEFA goes forward to the next plan, and let's say it is somewhat similar to it and not approved by fans. They will face a backlash too. But like, because UEFA is the original founding body, I doubt they will like get the scrutiny, get like revoke their actions per se. To be like, we are in a in a stage where people call football either too long, and then talk about how money might change it. But in my opinion, like. For the past five years, I've been following football. I believe football is at a stage where it is continuously growing. Maybe it's not in this legacies, or maybe it's in not in its you know Messi slash Ronaldo phase, but it's in, in it's in one of those phases where you have to go through to go like grow. I'm I mean I like what are what do you think is like football and money something that we have like so, we accustomed to. Two things. First, you. I don't think UEFA's new 2024 scheme will face as much backlash as the Super League did because, for the simple fact, the Super League had only 15 teams and five more members who would qualify. The new Champions League format will have 36 teams. It will have still have those 32 current teams who will be qualifying. It will just have the two more of the big six English clubs. So that's where a bit of the backlash is going to come from, which has already started on all social media. Second of uh, all, in my opinion, that's what world football is headed towards. If you have played a game like Dream League Soccer, you know that there's so many divisions in it, with all the top clubs stashed in the first division, the second level clubs in the second division. So I think that's what world football is headed towards. Not right now, maybe in twenty years, maybe in thirty years, who knows? Maybe in five years under Perez. So and sponsoring the TV rights in Asia, in UK, in US. They could earn a lot that way. So, in my opinion, that's what world football is headed towards, and the, the foot so that everyone can enjoy high quality football and finances could be taken care of too. Arjun, what do you think? Okay, then I mean, I think I think Arjun can expand more on this. I mean, he has, I think. Like we were having this talk before this podcast, and then I believe, like, look, football and money is a good factor, but one has to realize. I mean, even as you said, Premier League soccer and all, 
I like what Perez did does not seem justified, but is like UEFA is using that and moving into this a similar direction, if not the same. Like they are uh, going to. But uh, sorry to interrupt, but uh, I just wanted to ask something again. Barcelona and Real Madrid are the pioneers of the Super League, but Barcelona and Real Madrid. If you look at it, unlike England or say Italy, most of their fans are not only called hardcore fans who supported the club for x x number of years, say 40, 50, 60 years. The supporting is passed down by family, like it is in like it is in England or Italy. Isn't that for Spain? If you see, then most of the fans who come to the games are either tourists or this or they just wanted to see Messi or Ronaldo before. That is how most people became Real Madrid fans. Because of Ronaldo, and that is why most people became Barcelona fans because of Messi, and that is what Perez was saying that we want fa- because he knew that he did not have those many loyal fans, not loyal but lineage fans, as there are in England for all the clubs. He wanted to go to the UAE or Asia where the following is massive, where they would not come to see Real Madrid or Man United or Barcelona. They would either come from Fernandez or Lionel Messi or Sergio Ramos. That is what he wanted because they didn't have enough loyal fans. Like, isn't isn't that what football has been like? When when let's throw back 50, 40, 50 years when Ronaldinho or Pele, Pele, or like other footballers were there, it was these big names that brought like a flair to the game. Like tomorrow, like let's say right now. Dortmund and PSG are manifesting such great players like Mbappe and Haaland. We never know what they might turn out, but like future generation will know these football players before they actually know the football itself. And that's how even I have grown up to be. I started with Messi before I actually followed anything. And I mean, my my concern is that instead instead of inspirations of players, if this starts going as a a franchise of money, like money minting. Is that really what fans have actually stood for, or is that why ESL actually got cancelled? If UEFA does the same thing, or if FIFA proposes something similar in the next four or five years, what was the point of actually? So on the act- point of Real Madrid, AC Milan, and Barcelona still staying in the Super League, Barcelona is still yeah, there Ventus. because the board. No, Barca is still there too. Juve yeah, is even still there. Is there. So, mm-hmm. so Barca so, is going to leave. Man- na- 99% sure that Barca is going to leave because the board is going to vote against it under Laporta, who was always against the idea, but Bartomeu had signed them up because of the massive financial concern. AC Milan, I think they're staying because it's, it's I don't want to say washed up club because they're second in the Serie A, but before the previous 10 seasons, they weren't exactly doing too well. And financially, this was a great opportunity for them, so their fans aren't concerned. Real Madrid under Perez is obviously there because it it was his. You no, know, I have some I have and, some figures for you which will which will shock everybody and that that supports your your point about Milan staying in it. If you see, uh, according to Deloitte, the top in the top earning clubs bracket, AC Milan is thirtieth in the world. And I'll tell you what clubs are above AC Milan. Milan earns hundred and forty five one forty eight point five million pounds a year. Its revenue and clubs like Eintracht Frankfurt, Napoli, Lyon, Everton, even Everton, Schalke, Zenit, Saint Petersburg, everyone are above them. These are only some clubs. Either there are ten more clubs which are above them. So I think it's a so Real Madrid also stayed. 
Milan just won those figures. Real Madrid also, yeah. So on those figures, Real Madrid also their expected earning this year without the pandemic was nine hundred million pounds, almost a billion pounds. It's dropped to six hundred million pounds. They yeah, reporting losses. Yeah, they're Which reporting historically large losses. So I can right. see why they're there. United were too, but United are more fan led team, if I want to say Maybe. so. Like, I can see why they pulled out, but like by okay. the influence of the big six, I think only because of the owners they went in, all, all three American owners, John W. Henry, uh, the Glazers, and Stan Kroenke. They it was Stan the Kroenke, Henry, and Liverpool's Henry. Glazers, uh, I think they wanted they did not want Man United to be a club, but wanted it to be a franchise because that is yeah. what that is what that is what all of them knew with the Boston Red Sox or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Before before we like move on further or like wrap this up, I wanted to know like each one of your opinion on this. ESL more or less off, right? The fans stood up and it's a great victory for football as a whole. Now what? Like, do we move forward with the UEFA plan? Do we think that it's one of those ESL kind of charts where like these are the same clubs earning for money, or is this so, another UEFA thing? Yeah. Like, uh, like, you know, UEFA's. Plans are intended you to come about the two wildcard entries in the new UEFA format. Hmm? The two wild the format they released. Do you know about the two wildcard entry system? Where, yeah. So in so this is so I'll tell you more about it. In the new UEFA format they released, there there was something called a wildcard entry system in it where the the two biggest clubs the clubs with the two biggest Coefficients who hadn't qualified for the Champions League would qualify. That means that this year it would be Spurs and Arsenal, the clubs who are outside the Champions League spots but had the highest coefficients, the two highest coefficients would still come into the Champions. League. So what it means that if say a United finishes sixth, it would still come in because it has the highest coefficients of all of the other clubs. So it's basically guaranteeing all the big clubs getting into the Champions League. Which is not which is not very different from this so, format. Yeah, so that's what I was saying that uh, the new UCL format will kick in in 2024. There's still two years of possibly change of heart to be had. I mean, I I think so ECL, I don't ESL think that's the have, final plan. No, no, I think ESL would have gone for a trial run if the backlash wasn't this severe. Like I'm sure in a year they would have for the next season they would have. Like obviously pulled that off because fans wouldn't support it, but then again, if UEFA is doing the same thing in the long term, I don't think we can really draw a line which organization stands for the fans. Like Perez, obviously, Perez had this obviously profound idea to say the least that football is too long, which I'm totally against. I still think ninety minutes is too less. But then again, I like one part of him actually stood up for what quote unquote the fans want. I would expect that UEFA does something like that because racism is a key factor in UEFA so that it's so severe that even the players, when ESL was uh, like actually announced, the only concern UEFP players like um, I believe Delhi Ali had with UEFA was that UEFA might stand up for when it's getting robbed of its own game, but wouldn't stand up if something is happening in its own game. So like, uh, I think I think we need to move forward now, otherwise we won't be able to cover most of the content. Otherwise, it was like a riveting discussion before that, and I think given the time, we would have discussed discussed about it for years. Another big thing that happened, 
Ed Woodward would, would be gone the end of the year. Massive relief for all Man United fans. He wasn't a bad guy, but he was just a oh, banker, not a football yeah. guy. Yeah, continue. So, Edward Wood was going to leave the club at the end of 2022. It was done. But his resignation was brought forward because of the backlash faced and especially due to Catherine calling him out, calling him a snake and a plain old liar. So, I don't think United would keep him at the club just because their reputation would be even more tainted and the fans absolutely detested him being there. But don't you think... It is the owners is the problem because even if this guy Woodward goes, they just put in another investment banker who will just look for the so, revenue opportunity and not look for signing players or the betterment of the club. Woodward was a major part in the ESL too. So he had to go. The Glazers are facing a lot of backlash even though Joel Glazer came out this morning and he publicly apologized in a... For the first time since 2005, he's actually come out and spoken to the fans since the takeover in 2005. So this is new stuff. So he came out and apologized to the fans, calling it, calling it a grave mistake. But he was met with extreme protests where more than two dozen fans entered United's Carrington training ground, took over the first team training field and demanded to speak with Ole. So... What happened was Ole, Michael Carrick and Nemanja Matic ended up speaking to those fans and later the police escorted them away. But this shows that the fans are absolutely against, if they were not before, they are certainly now against the Glazers. And according to reports, one to two owners are, are like contemplating throwing the towel in and selling the clubs. I mean... If, 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 I don't think the Glazer actually will sell the club. If Woodward, Woodward goes, goes, if Woodward goes, let's say, like he's leaving. Who is a replacement for Woodward? He was the one who negotiated a deal with JP Morgan, which helped the Glazers buy the club. He was, he, was behind, he was under David Gill, who was one of the best chairman Man United ever had. And when he retired, he took over as co-executive vice chairman, which the role does not make any sense to me. But... Yeah, I think the Glazers, Glazers will just appoint another financially-minded investment banker who just look to run the club in a very in a very revenue-centric kind of manner and not a football-centric manner. I mean, like, like look, this is something we are still in quite a mystery of what has happened. And oftentimes in football, we don't get the clear picture of everything. But who do you think will be the best replacement if you have any? I mean, I, I read news and I saw Edwin van der Sar. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that is the yeah, best the call. Ajax man, former United keeper. Yeah, I think, I think but he wants I don't think, to, but I don't think the Glazers will bring any football-minded person. A couple of months ago, or even just a month ago, they appointed John Morta as as sporting director and Darren Fletcher as, as football director. And I think that move the move of John Morta, he was not, he was already with the club for, since the past eight years. He had come with Moyes from Everton at, in 2013. And they just, they just want the optics to be good and people to think that, yes, we are actually doing something while they're not. I think that is almost everything that has happened this week, except maybe, um, I, I can't recall anything else. I think, and I think it is also the fans which 
who haven't who haven't put enough backlash against uh, the glazers to actually make them leave there is there is a protest uh, there there is a protest going to be held outside old trafford this saturday at 7 gmt and you know even though i do not like liverpool or their fans at all this is somewhere i would like to commend liverpool and their fans because when they they come together and they force the last owner out they if they want they'll actually come together and force john w henry and the fsg out if they want i don't think united fans have this i i can't say solidarity but the where we thought to actually do that but they wanted to get the glazers out since they actually came in even though they were winning champions league it papered over all the clash papered over all the clash what do you think about this arav so yeah it did paper over the cla- cracks but i don't think the blazers are going to end up leaving the club anytime soon <sighs> even mean, if unless the right bid comes in from a, the saudi takeovers that were rumored a couple of months ago if that the right offer comes in again they're going to accept it but otherwise no no why is why is united so United is so indecisive at times. I'm like wondering, Lazen spectator, not a United fan, so like. And, and it, you know, another thing, another thing which I completely forgot to say. Did you read the? Did any of you read um, Ed Woodward's resignation statement? Normally, about, if you write it, there was something about how he is invested so much in the club. You you thank the club, you thank the owners, you thank the players. Here it is almost like he's boasting about himself. He said, "When I was with the club, we spent a billion dollar, with billion pounds, while they while they took in one and a half billion. So it was five hundred, approximately a five hundred million pound loss." He wouldn't say that. Then he also said that during my time, players like Marcus Rashford, um, Axel Tuanzevi, Mason Greenwood have come in the first team. That is not your thing. You should you should you should thank their families, not you. We should not be credited for getting them in. And he's talking like those are his achievements of being there. That we spent this much money, we got these players in. And during his eleven years, yeah, eleven years, no, eight years, we have only won three trophies or four. Not, I should say three, not counting the Community Shield, but four. It isn't really an achievement for the club of the stature of Man United, is it? it definitely is not so i'm hoping the glazers go out and better ownership comes in and united is restored to the form of glory okay finally like let's just wrap this up on like a statement we like if you have any on the whole week a dramatic week in football indeed so what do you think what is the what do you think will be the next topic for the next podcast if anything happens this week what do you think is the outcome of esl as a whole I think the Super League is not gone yet. We were, I think, we are rejoicing too quickly. Because Florentino Perez is a very wily person. He would not let this go, as he said in that interview. They have binding contracts, and he will not let them. He and if not the Super League, he will try to coax them into another type of league, which, which, in which they will handle the PR better. They will handle how the people get to know it, how how everything works much better. And the owners, the Glazers, are not going anywhere. Neither is Stan Kroenke or John W. Henry, the FSG group. So Stan Kroenke, you don't know because there's just been a deleted tweet by, I won't say exactly top tier reporter, but 
a media reporter saying that Stan Kroenke is to sell Arsenal Football Club and there's been more reports on Instagram saying that one Premier League owner is close to throwing the towel and selling his club. Even Conor McGregor was going to buy Manchester United. <laughs> He's I think this, this Super League thing will come back or if not, this, this UEFA competition and its new rules will cause havoc because then people actually start to see what this is about and start to read between the lines what what we have actually want, which is not very different from the Super League, except a lot, lot more smaller teams can come in. But it is almost guaranteeing a place in the Champions League every year for Man United. Because if, even if they finish eight, even if they finish 18, their coefficient will still be the highest in Europe. Not highest in Europe, highest in England. And they will still get in. We have some speculations there then. Let's see the coming years or maybe the coming weeks will tell us more. I think that's where we should wrap up. I, we have covered almost everything and more. So, hopefully next week we'll have some more drama to put in. Yeah, and let's hope United beat Leeds, Leeds this weekend. I'll, I'll, I'm supporting Leeds right now, so like, let's see. Okay. They're the only unbeaten team against the top six or the big six Leeds. Yeah. Okay. We see ya. Leeds. <laughs> see ya. Okay, see ya.